Just honesty, yeah. raw honesty, and, and and boldness to not be ashamed to talk about the complexities of life. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was when I first heard it. Yeah. You know, for me, as soon as I finished it, I knew that I had to go back. <laughs> you can't. I couldn't. 
what happened uh, I mean it was on rotate for the first couple days where I just I couldn't get enough um, so the kind of narrative structure of this album if you've never looked at it it's centered around a poem that he tells throughout and so you have these interludes where he's revealing different lines of the poem and every song is connected to a line in the poem and it's telling the story of him uh, reaching success and dealing with the ramifications of what success brings, whether that is the temptations of capitalism or the temptations of the devil. And then he goes on and he kind of overcomes that, encounters God, and realizes he has a message to bring back. And it parallels kind of his own life journey. It's not just a separate poem that he's like, oh, this sounds like a good concept. This really happened. Where uh, the album we listened to last week with Good Kid, Mad City really put Kendrick on the map. I mean, immediately people were like, this is one of the greatest hip-hop albums of all time. And he blew up, and he got to leave Compton, and he got to go explore the world, and so he's wrestling with that. And then he goes on a trip to South Africa, and everything kind of changes for him. He says he encounters God in a different way, he sees the world in a different way, and so he comes back to South Africa saying, I have this message I have to share. He gave him more purpose. We're going to see that. And all of this, this entire poem is written, there's a big twist at the end, if you never listened to it, where he's written to Tupac. And the album, if you go listen to the podcast Dissect, they break down how this whole album is connected in almost an homage to Tupac. And so we're going to look at a song called All Right. Yes. So we're going to listen to a song called All Right. Um, if you've been in anything that I've done in the past before, you know, sometimes we uh, we can't escape, as I call them, dirty birds or uh, some, uh, some strong language. So if you are offended by strong language, sorry about it. Uh, you can send an email to me. And I will delete that email, probably. <laughs> um, just kidding. I'll read it, then I'll delete it. I'll give you that common courtesy to at least read it. No, but it will be some explicit language in this. So, um, yeah, we try, we try our best to try to get the, the edited versions, but this video is so good. If you've never seen the music video for this song that we just had to make sure we, we showed it. So if you want, uh, please pull out your phones and then get to the lyrics. Um, and uh, it's just Kendrick Lamar, all right. Um, lyrics. Lyric. Recommendgenius.com. Uh, Genius, yeah. They are Highly great. Highly recommended. Um, and then that way you can kind of follow along with the lyrics because I think that will be very good. Another thing, in this song he introduces, he introduces a character named Lucy. And Lucy is in reference to the devil. And so if you were if so interested, if you're keeping track with that, so he'll mention Lucy in the song. Okay, we all ready? We all good? Okay, here we go. Let's give it a go. you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same. Abusing my power full of resentment. Resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. 
Lucifer was all around me. So I kept running. Until I found my safe haven. I was trying to convince myself the stripes I got. Making myself realize what my foundation was. But while my loved ones was fighting a continuous war back in the city, I was entering a new one. A war that was based on apartheid and discrimination. Hey, on my mama, nigga. I'ma be the greatest to ever do this shit. On my mama, though, like, on the dead homies. Hey, Sideway, turn this shit up, nigga. Turn this shit up. Sideway, turn this shit up, nigga. Tell me who the bitch nigga hating on me. Jumping on my dick, but this dick ain't free. To rip a butterfly, another classic CD. Ghetto lullaby for everyone they MC. Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog, that's all Big back and chat, I trap 
rap, I black on track, so rest assured My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God When you know, we been hurt, been down before Nigga, when our pride was low Looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate poor poor Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gon' be alright screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me. So I went running for answers. Before we dive into conversation, I want to quickly get conversation so I want to encourage you to get in groups um, just talk about the song Patrick you want to introduce a little bit the kind of the layers here as they yeah talk let about. me uh, let me share this little share the quote and then let me share this little piece here that talked about um, all right she says Kendrick starts to contemplate if you've been with us the past couple weeks you kind of seen Kendrick on this journey here but he says um, as Kendrick starts contemplating God's divine grace, he accepts that in life you reap what you sow. And he knows he's sown a great deal of evil, but he trusts that God can forgive him for the weakness of his flesh. However, as every Christian knows, as soon as you try to turn back to God, the devil tries to halt your progress. Thus, in the second verse, the devil comes into the song under the name of Lucy. Lucy tempts him by offering money, fame, and the world which Lucy claims will make him forget his sins. But Kendrick responds by claiming he cannot right his wrongs until he gets right with God. In a manner similar to the temptation of Jesus in the desert, Kendrick responds to the devil's lavish temptations by simply stating he will only serve the Lord. 
And another note is that in all right, he if, if you listen to the whole album in all right, he reverses the hook in I. So if you listen to that the whole album, the reverse hook in I from loving you is complicated to loving me is complicated. And I he uses the pronoun um, the pronoun you as a means of disowning himself because he could not bear the weight of his sins on his own. However, in all right, he changes the pronoun to me because Jesus has the strength to deal with himself even through itself. Love remains complicated. Mm -hmm. So that's, and that's just one of the layers of the song. There's other layers and things too, but use that and use everything else that you've kind of been thinking about as you read through the lyrics yourself and bring up in your groups and let's chat for a minute and then we'll come back and hear from everybody. Great groups, chat. Fire away. trying to pick up on like what because he definitely has a there's definitely like a, a way that he sees God relation to God he is Jesus is a way that he sees it that I just can't I don't know about I mean it's simple it could be AME too yeah it could be yeah exactly and then it's like you know what was it yeah I don't know that's always, always a question about it for me is it because when you get to damn there's some Talks about Deuteronomy, and so much right. there's some of that black Israelite. Yeah, so maybe some, some, some of that kind but of when stuff. Or is it later on? Like there's some that he started exploring that, and someone's like, oh, thank you. Yeah. I'm telling you about this, yeah. this stream. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, and that was, it is interesting, and I, and I, and I wonder. Well, and, and here's the thing too. You always wonder, like, if people like get it. Like, how much is the common person, like the common teenager, or the common adult who listens to our life, truly understand? I, I, I always, I'm always interested in like what the ears want, like, attuned to like trying to see Jesus in all of it, like, like how they take. How they take Because sometimes you can't like get out of it. Like, you can't get out of the fact that you know. And I was reading somewhere that some people thought that well, first of all that he and Lucy put it in like LSD. And someone's like, no, because he because he actually says it means like yeah. So it's like, but it's like but 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 that literally kind of just reminded me like oh there's there's so many ears that enter into this that have so and and on, on top of it. Well, and watching the there are people who are 
Christians who can't find get past the the language of it. Who can't even like who can't even like hear even hear it because there's language about it. Even though like he's doing more than Toby Max trying to yeah, but for, I mean, even think about the whole concert part. The song, if anyone takes anything to God, we can take, we go and be on. That's positive, that's hopeful. But then the whole controversy with him and the police and like him responding to Fox News. Yeah, because yeah. that's the whole idea. The whole idea is that, like, yeah, you are. You, um, yeah, I don't know. You're right. Like, it takes a lot of heat. Um, for that, I mean, that's why I responded. Yeah. But it meant, oh, what I was gonna say, that's for see, and that's the uh, weird thing is that, like, she made a great point is that a lot of people, less crazy, and very much in my opinion, but even though, like, his ultimate message is positive, like, he wants everyone to kind of like, be in this positive, like, not that he's just good, but he's, he's almost like, I can't just talk, I can't just be all happy, I gotta like talk about that. Yeah, this is for me why it. it and a chance of positioning itself in the same kind of prophetic role, and right. being, but it's two sides. Like, chance is so positive. Yeah. And Kendrick's like, no, here's the reality. And that's why next week when we do yeah. it, we'll talk about we'll do apocalyptic. Yeah. I'll give you one more. Well, you guys. Yeah. Like 30 more seconds. Let's just, let's just do it. It's hard to get quiet. There's a couple groups still going. Yeah. I'll go around and then you want to introduce stuff. There's a lot of layers here. So many All right, let's uh, start on this half of the room. Just kind of give me what were some of the things this large group talked about in regards to the song, the video, the, the passage you read, the lyrics. Just give me some things that came up. Yeah. We're just like sitting in the midst of it. Is it an uncomfortable city or is it just going there's a lot there? Uh, I think it's the, I mean, there is a lot there. And then there's also, it's kind of like, Duality of like we're gonna be okay, but here's all this terrible stuff. Yeah. And is that is that is that genuine? Like we're gonna be okay, or is that sarcasm of like, uh, all right, I'll say we're gonna be okay, but how? So the running theme of the song, like just listing all the things that are going wrong, yeah. all these bad things, and then which is we're gonna be all right, we're gonna be all right, we're yeah. gonna be all right. So what is the purpose behind that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. I noticed that the last week's album and this one are both directed by Pharrell Williams. Mm -hmm. and, and, and of course, what I associate with is that some happy, yeah. which feels so superficial yeah. <laughs> compared to all of this stuff. Absolutely. And it's like, is that the same guy? Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but then when you talk about it's almost like, is, he, is, he, is this his ongoing thing too? And that's why he's talking about it's going to be all right. Kind of going back again to that very superficial. Maybe there's people needing them. Yeah. For me, I know Pharrell produced the song. When I was first listening to it, this beat feeling out of place for me. Because the rest of the song is so, the rest of the album is so, you got this minor key, you got all these instrumentation, and this just feels very traditional, upbeat, bass going. And then, but then you still have these lyrics, and this feels more charged. At least that was my experience the first time I listened to the song. So I, I definitely. What 
talking about the uh, uh, the role of the, the, the discomfort, the role like they're talking about the police and like you know the video when mm-hmm. they're in the car and they're like the police repairing the car. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of like that. I don't know that that reality you know, that they're dealing with that a lot of us can't really identify with or empathize because we haven't experienced it all. Um, kind of another you know, another layer to this problem. Did this song or this video make anyone uncomfortable? Did it make just any layer comfortable? Yes, no, yeah. You got a yes, you got a yes. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's designed yeah, intentionally yeah. to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Maybe more than a little uncomfortable. Okay, it's jarring. What else? That's a word I use is jarring. Because, you know, having grown up here, like in yeah. Brentwood, and going to Harding right now, it's just <laughs> not an environment that I've, I've really been exposed to. And so I just right. think it's, I, I really enjoy, like, seeing that perspective and what, you know, my perspective kind of person. I also mm-hmm. thought that just the composition of the video was like beautiful. It was like yeah. such a stunning video. Yeah. Even like down, to, and I think it like it exposes so many issues just down to like the actual composition. So I was watching, I was like, wait, why is it black and white? Oh, like it's just yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And you could honestly like, every line of the song, every ounce of this video, like, parse it apart and pull and say, well, you know, there's different streams. What about this version? Oh yeah, Asar. So um, what? So he and I are big fans. So we kind of broke broke this down before. But one of the new things for me that just dawned on me is is, is the history of uh, kind of um, anthems <coughs> in, in, in the black community. And so this is the newest the newest anthem, the one that first goes back to the sixties when we shall overcome. That was the Harmony King, very you know passive, you know, you know soft, you know, you know that thing. We had we had fight the power with public enemy was very hardcore. We wrote hip hop, like in your face, and then this is it. Uh, it's kind of a mix of both. We're gonna be all right, and so um, which came just after like the Black Lives Matter and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, it just dawned that he did a good job of getting it to mix both of those mm-hmm. into yes. one song. Yes. And so now that's this it is the new song that you'll hear at a, at a rally. We've all discussed that how um, this message had well, it had a specific target audience, yeah. and as Jeff was just saying, that it's a repeated message that we've been telling each other for generations. Mm-hmm. Because we've always had something to go through, and we always had a need for hope and mm-hmm. to be able to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, when Trump was elected. song as a reference is like why y'all upset mm-hmm. like we've seen this before we're gonna be alright yeah find your surprise and there is I mean we can wrestle with and look up your sarcasm in it and I personally don't think there's sarcasm in it I think the message is we're gonna be alright in light of everything I think that carries a lot of weight for me and for I think there's gospel implications there right in light of everything that's happening it's going to be okay, right? And that's powerful. Mm-hmm. And that's gospel soaked. That's Jesus inspired. I also want to tap in. 
just kind of what you brought up, because we want to make sure we have that conversation too, in the sense of this song, so we talk about kind of internal things that are happening with Kendrick and what that might mean. This song just has become the anthem for Black Lives Matter. And I remember the first time I heard it, because I love, I mean, I studied a lot of civil rights in college, and I love these shows, the economy's powerful. And I was kind of confused, like, wait, but we gonna be all right as the champ? But it makes so much sense. So I want to ask that question, uh, how do we frame how would you ask the question I'm trying to ask here? Well, uh, let's. I want to hear from this group, and then we'll. Yeah, and then sorry. We'll, yeah. What, what do y'all have to say about that? Uh, yeah. Real, real quick. Um, I think in verse two, we we talked a little bit about the analogy of the devil being a dog, mm. and he's like, "See, my name is Lucy. I'm your dog," and it's almost as if Kendrick is like making, taking all this temptation on, but he's like. No, I'm making the devil work for me. I'm like making him my dog, you know. And that's uh, that was just interesting to me. And then <coughs> later on, he says, "Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog." <laughs> yeah, there's some layers there. I don't know. I like that. It's just interesting to me. Yeah. So, what do you want? You wanted to? I want to. Oh, well, ask more questions. I just think there's a lot here. Yeah. What do you think about? I guess that's that's a general question of the room, like, you know, and Jeff kind of took us, you know, opened it up a little bit. But what do we do with this kind of a song as it is now become this anthem for um, Black Lives Matter and for I mean it's just become it is become the song. And I think on top of that, it's become that and it's truly um, it's truly a song of it's a it's a testimony. Like Kendrick's giving his testimony in this song. Now, granted, you know, those of us in the room and in, who are all in this entire building probably wouldn't use, or in certain settings, wouldn't want to use the colorful language that Kendrick chooses to use to talk about his testimony, but it's still a true testimony. And what I love about, about that is those of you who have been in rooms of recovery like AA, NA, those kind of rooms, this is the kind of rawness that you get from people. You don't get the button up kind of thing. You don't get the, I'm gonna make sure to say it exactly right so I don't, you know, can just land it out there. And so you have that kind of thing happening, you have this anthem thing kind of happening, and I'm curious to, you know, kind of like, what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? Do you see, and to me, the song is a song of, resi of uh, resilience. Like it's saying, you know, and it's the and it's the idea of connecting it to even what we heard in our sermon last week. Life is hard. Why are we surprised? The person, why are you surprised? When has life been easy? And those, and most of us in the room have lived. I mean, even though you some, you know, some of us are in, some of you are in college, you live on enough. It's like, yeah, life is not easy at all. But yet we're still surprised. And this is like this thing, you're gonna be alright, we're gonna be alright. The song of resilience, right? I think that's very much the reason why and sure it's got a nice beat and it's catchy, but I think that's that's you don't even have to memorize all the words to get this message of like, we're gonna be alright. So yeah, what what are the what do you think? Is that is that right? Is that wrong? Is there you agree, you disagree? I think, um, you know, it's easy 
without a really careful listening and also like looking at some some critique of it to just go like if you're talking about violence or you're talking about drugs then you're you're putting it forth in a positive way and you're advocating for that so I think that's a you know that's a hard thing like for me is just to feel like oh I heard something about drugs in that I heard something about shooting somebody in that I heard something negative about the police you know like so I think it you know it takes some some you know and there's so much like lyrical stuff behind this like I've found listening to some other critical voices that have a little bit more you know rootedness in this to go well here's what this means like mm-hmm. oh I didn't know what that meant I didn't have the cultural perspective to like uh, know where that was coming from um, yeah. so. that reminds me a lot of the lap on the last album the, the song drink which if you're at any college party ever or at a concert, like everyone, the only word they know is drink, drink, drink. But the whole song's about alcoholism yeah. and like the the perils of diving into that. But when you first listen, first take, drink. It's a drink, pull, pour one out, right? Yeah. And there's some layer. And I think Kendrick challenges us to actually have to sit and wrestle with the content of what's in it, right? I, I mean, a little personal, like kind of what you're saying is like this anthem of be okay. I remember years ago, when I was first starting my business, I just felt like completely overwhelmed all the time. I'm sitting in a traffic light, and there's one of these cars in front of me at this bumper sticker that says, Big Bob, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, man, that, I mean, like, like the most, like, surface, you know, little thing, but I was like, somebody tell, somebody's telling me it's going to be okay. And, like, it, it meant something to me in that moment, so I can totally understand how, like, this could mean something. Any other thoughts? Yeah. Well, I mean, Patrick, you know, um, you know, I live in little feet in two worlds. <laughs> I, you know, I have this beautiful home in the Green Hills overlooking the city. And then I live in the hood in Philly. Yeah. And that video is my Philly walk. You know, every street in my neighborhood has a drug dealer. My drug dealer deals weed. Next, next street over is cocaine. Next street over is heroin. My, my street is a peaceful street. I go, you know, my daughter visited me at Christmas from Argentina, and she wanted to ride her bike, and I said, okay, here's your path. I said, that path, you'll get shot, potentially. This path, you won't. You know, it, it, and you're dealing with people who are the kindest. I, I, I walk down the street, and my Puerto Rican neighbors call me Poppy because I'm this older guy, you know. And and uh, you know my African American friends call me Professor because I say I look like the guy out of Excellent. Um, Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, I've been accepted. I'm loved. I am welcome. But I think that's because I've entered the whole world, this whole world, without judgment. You know, I, it, it, well, the first thing I did, I walked the street for about four hours. I loaded my moving truck one day. And I went to my drug dealer friend and I said, look, I have disrupted your business on this one-way street. Can I buy you a six-pack of beer? And he said, he looked at me and said, I don't drink. <laughs> he said, but man, I love Sprite. So I bought him a 12-pack of Sprite. And he looked at me and he said, you stink. 
And I said, okay, I didn't know what that meant. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, you know? <laughs> and he said, you need anything. You need anything while you live on the street. I'm your, I'm your friend. You know, and if I had been judgmental or, or, or tried to turn the guy in because he's dealing drugs or whatever, could I have ever, and now people on that street come to me. Danny across the street's a diabetic. He needs help. Miss May is a widow on the street. I mean, there's, it's just a, a street full of kind people of all ages and all backgrounds. And yeah, they've done some crap, and that's not the word I've normally used, but and, you know, we all have. Well, and, and that's the challenge, too, is that we want to have relationships with people post-transformation. Yes. We don't want to be a part of the transformation. We don't want to be a part of having someone transform. We want to help. We want to meet. We want you to be cleaned up, looking good, wearing the right things, saying the right things. Then we can have community with you. Instead, we need to have community with you first, and then through community with me, you begin to be transformed. Yes, I've been transformed. Right. Man, that a lot. I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak, and my gun might blow. Right. Like this whole. And that's the reality in many ways. But we want the, I'm not just at the preacher's door. I'm, I'm through the preacher's door. I'm in the house. I'm cleaned up. I don't have the gun anymore. Right. Right. I'm like, I'm great. Right. Uh, what, so, any other thoughts before we, I don't know if we have time for the others. We don't. Well, uh, can I ask? We're going we're gonna to put, we'll do the next song that we're just going to do. We'll, yeah, can I ask? I mean, control this. You know, we just had this conversation, and it's a big conversation, but. Where do you see God in this song? Like, I just want to, like, explicitly name the question. Where do you see God in this song? Because I think God's in the song. Even if it just referenced, like, where's God, where's the gospel in this song? I think Pastor shared it with the, te- with the testimony. If you give the crazy song and have a crazy this, it does, this does not get to a kid from out here. You know, he's not going to listen to it. So, the language, the references, in the song, I'm going to have that kid listen to it more than once. And you're not going to just hear the verse. You're going to really get into it. He and I can have a conversation about what that is. But he, because he loves the song. You know? And so I think that's where it is. Like, this is related. This is living in Philly. Living in the North neighborhood and integrating like our closest neighbor. So I mean, this song is a testimony. Testimony. Where else? God is in everything, so don't be afraid to say anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, was going to say, you know, Kendrick's got this prophetic nature about him. Like, he very much, throughout all of his music, and especially on this album, he's got, like, kind of coming in as, like, the voice of, uh, voice of truth, and we'll see that with Damn as well. But, um, you know, and I think this video a lot shows, like, he feels like he's under fire um, by a lot of people um, from all sides. I think it's interesting that, like, he shows at the very beginning uh, the kid running away from the gang that were chasing him. Um, and just kind of how like the whole system is working against him in a lot of ways. And I think we see that a lot with the Old Testament prophets that they weren't liked by anybody. Because they had to come in and they had to present themselves. They had to present this like voice of reason and voice of truth. And like 99% of the time it got him killed. Um, or was to 100% of the time. Uh, so I, I think it's really interesting how like he's he's gotten super popular and he's gotten like this esteemed position and he's not chosen to take the easy way out and just write like really mindless, brainless music, but he's decided to like keep up his kind of gospel that he's preaching. Cool. Okay. Well, let's end there. Um, if you haven't listened to the album, listen to the album. We will do, uh, we'll start off with Yeah, so technically, the song, the, this week yeah. we're going to listen to Untitled Unmastered, the album, which is, uh, if you don't know what that is, it's called Untitled Unmastered because it's just B songs of this album that did make this album. And it's a group of them, and he doesn't name them. They're like Untitled 1 and Untitled 2, and he tells you the day he recorded them. Um, it's a great album. Like it's. A, so we're going to try to maybe get to those songs next week, but we're definitely, so I would say, if you didn't listen to Pippa Butterfly, go listen to Pippa Butterfly. We're going to start next week with the song, How Much a Dollar Costs, because I don't think we can okay, escape to Pippa Butterfly yeah. without that song. Yeah. If we have time next week, we're going to dive into Untitled Unmastered. Um, we're going to definitely do the first two songs if we can, or at least the second song. There's just a lot there. Yeah. So I'd just encourage you to listen. Soak it in. Ask questions. Um, I think God's moving. For me, I just, I'll finish this. While my experience does not connect Kendrick's experience, the notion that we're going to be all right has brought me to tears at points and carried me in many ways. And I think Jesus is all over that. And so I just believe that. Everything's going to be all right. So go listen. Come back. We'll talk some more next week. Thanks, right. guys. Go in peace.